I can hear you. How are you, brother? I'm good. How about yourself? Very, very well. Um, okay, then. What time is it over there at the moment? Two in the afternoon. Oh, so it's all, it's all, um, everything's pumping, all the juices are flowing. We're ready to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got juices flowing that you don't even want to see, man. <laughs> How you been, man? How's, uh, how's things in COVID? You staying sane up there in uh, San Diego? So far, so good. I had my vaccinations months ago, and uh, I stay in for the most part. I go out to grocery shop, and that's about it. Yeah? And you're still working as as per normal? Working right here at home, as always. You betcha. I have had uh, one actual studio session up in L.A. recently because they, for some reason, wanted me there and didn't want me to record from home, which is the norm now. But I went... And it was fine. It was fun to actually be working among human beings again. <laughs> do you did you do you end up like finding working from home okay, or do you get, go a little bit insane like me if you're too long inside? Oh no, I've been working from home for many years now. This is normal to me, and I'm fine with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've got a bunch of questions. I'm going to ask you a couple. And then we'll get into some uh, some fan questions. So, guys in the chat, please leave any questions you have for John here. Um, I just want to know straight up, and I know a lot of people do. You've probably asked, you know, answer this question a thousand times. Just how did you get started in the business? And just a quick background, if you could, because I know you started forty five years ago. Well, uh, actually, longer than that. Longer. I was 14 years old when I got on the radio back in 1975 was when I guess you could say my career really started. Uh, but that was my radio broadcast career, and that was a good 45 years long. Uh, I became uh, mostly a voice actor in uh, the late 90s, and then I got completely out of radio by 2002 or three, and I've been just a voice actor since then. Wow. It's incredible, man. What a career you've had as well. Playing, you know. It's been a long one. <laughs> Duke Nukem to Big the Cat to, like, how did you come about all these outrageous characters? Like, that's the word I would use, outrageous. Um, the particular roles that I've landed are, I think any voice actor would tell you, um, not so much skill and talent, but luck. Uh, you know, luck of the draw. Are you in the right place at the right time? Which I was. Uh, living in San Diego back when Duke Nukem 3D was first cast, because uh, that gave me the opportunity to meet up with Lonnie Manella, who was one of the top casting directors at the time. And she's the one who brought that role to me, as well as the Big the Cat role for Sega. Uh, Lonnie Manella was the one that connected those dots for me. Otherwise, I'd just be doing commercials to this day, had those uh, uh, lucky uh, chance meetings not had happened. Had not happened. If they had not happened... <laughs> so you gotta forgive me i'm a little bit um under the weather so you you did live in la but now you're in san diego that's right yeah. is is it just what was it about la is it just too too much for you or what yeah I, i'm sure you can imagine exactly what it was um <laughs> there are all uh, way too many people living in that ant hill uh the air was brown most days i uh, developed uh, adult onset asthma uh, by breathing all the toxins in the air in Los Angeles uh, in my 40s. Um, I'd never had asthma as a kid or anything. I developed it in my 40s the year after I moved to L.A., so go figure. Uh, the traffic was insane. Um, 
I was there because of the radio industry. The radio industry has gone right to hell, so I'm not involved with that anymore. And uh, down here in San Diego, the weather is beautiful all the time. The air is blue. It, it It's not smoggy. It's not too overcrowded. And the people are a little more realistic than uh, folks up in Hollywood, if you know what I mean. So have you ever been down under, down to Australia? I've been down under. I've been to Adelaide and Sydney. Uh, flew through Melbourne. I wish I could have been there to party in Melbourne because I'm told Melbourne is the party city. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was at Avcon back in 2016 in Adelaide, and some of the best people I've ever met in my life are in Australia. They're wonderful people. Avcon, was it? Avcon. Ah, okay. Nice. So you've never been to Melbourne, but you've been to the other big big places, yeah? Hey. Right, the good folks at uh, Avcon in Adelaide uh, agreed to put me up for a couple of nights in Sydney before I flew back home to uh, uh, America. So I got to spend a couple of days uh, exploring Sydney on my own, which was fantastic. And you so you enjoyed your time? Very much so. I would love to go back. Uh, and I heard a little bit of that accent as well. I think you've heard that. Uh, yeah, you know, I picked up a little bit of that when I was down there, down under. And uh, I did a lot of drinking when I was there, too. And I, oh, I that's why. Okay. I, yeah, I actually oh, impressed yeah. some of the Aussies, so I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. You drunk us under the table. Is that pretty right? Pretty much, yeah. But, well, you know, not a lot of Aussies who like uh, tequila like I do, I guess. <laughs> so it was easy. Oh, uh, shit. Um, slash Jason, he says, groovy baby. Groovy, baby. Shake it, baby. Shake it, shake it. <laughs> oh, man. it's I love how you just go into it. I've heard you say in an interview before that that's actually the easiest voice for you to do is Duke. It really is. It's very easy because you, you notice I have a low temper anyway. So yeah. just talking like this and showing that I've got balls of steel is uh, fairly easy <laughs> for me. Yeah, yeah. The big the cat voice is actually harder to do than the Duke Nukem voice. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I want to know how the big the cat voice came about. Like, do you just throw that one out in the in the booth or in the audition, and they're like, "Yeah, we we like that, and that's it." Or like, do you experiment? Or how there was so little experimentation. In fact, it's funny that um, big the cat fans. I, I shouldn't say big the cat fans. Sonic Adventures, Sonic Heroes, Sonic the Hedgehog fans. Uh, always assumed that I hate the character Big the Cat, but I don't. I hated the voice I did for him. And, and and the story behind that is that I didn't get to audition. So as I mentioned earlier, Lonnie Manella, the same uh, uh, casting director who put me in Duke Nukem 3D, uh, called me one uh, Wednesday afternoon at home and said, hey, I need you to be in Kearney Mesa at this recording studio on Saturday for a, a game we're doing. And I said, cool, great. I look forward to it. Um Send me the sides, you know, the script, so I can audition for it. And uh, she said, oh, don't worry about it. We got it covered. Uh, you don't need to audition. Just just show up. So I show up that Saturday at the studio in Kearney Mesa, and I walk in, and I see that Ryan Drummond is in the booth recording his uh, Sonic tracks. And I see uh, Jenny Toulard is sitting there reading her sides for Amy Rose. And, and Lonnie sees me walking by the glass, and she comes running out. She goes, hey, I'm so glad you're here. Um, let me show you artwork. And so... Do I have one close by? I don't. She holds up a picture of Big the Cat for me. And I went, what the hell is that? <laughs> she said, that's Big the Cat. And I said, yes, it certainly is. And I said, so what's uh, what kind of voice am I doing for this? She said, something that sounds big and slow and dumb. And so I went, oh, typecasting, huh? She said, no, you have great range. We know you'll be great for this. And, and I told the director already who's on the phone, in fact, step into the booth. 
So I stepped into the booth and I didn't know that the uh, phone patch was already on and the director in Tokyo could hear everything I said. Um, so I just started talking dumb like, where's my foggy? Have you seen my foggy? He doesn't look so good, little buddy. And and I hear some Japanese uh, in my headphones over the phone line. I'm going, oh, they're listening. And then the interpreter goes, yes, that's the one. She's speaking to Lonnie, saying, that's the voice we want. And, and I said, Lonnie, please, I was just warming up. Let, let's see if I can come up with something else. And she said, oh, no, they know what they like, and they like that. <laughs> that's the voice. And so the first stupid thing I threw out there became the voice of Big the Cat with no audition and no testing, sampling, trying different things. Just, boom, that's the voice. So I kind of got stuck with it. And, uh, yeah, I've lived with it. Of course, Sega has now killed off Big the Cat. So Yeah, why did they that. do that? Why did they do I that, man? Yeah, if, if this is just a joke, I'm going to blame Kyle A. Bear be, because he's a great guy. Don't get me wrong, a really good voice actor uh, and a friend. But every time Sega does a project uh, with Sonic, they seem to recast it, no matter what it is. Is the cartoon or a new video game or a movie or whatever? They recast it every single time. So at some point, after I'd been Big the Cat for a few years, they recast the the role to. Uh, Kyle A. Bear, and shortly after that, they killed off the character. So that's why I like to blame Kyle A. Bear for killing Big the Cat. It's your fault, Kyle. Just kidding. Just kidding. Not really. I think the last time I was Big the Cat might have been one of the Olympic game games. You 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 voiced in that, didn't you? I don't think so. I think that might have been Kyle. Yeah, yeah, I did Sonic Heroes, Sonic Adventures, and I was the announcer voice on one of the little handheld games, you know. Uh, but that, that that was the extent of my uh, my work. Oh, so you only did a couple of projects with that voice? Yeah, just a couple, and that was it. Ah, they had okay. recasted by the time there was another game coming around that I I didn't even get to audition for. Didn't even know it was happening. Chris here says, I just got done playing Bulletstorm with Duke Nukem. It was so cool. much fun. It makes me wish- It is a good game. We had a DN revival. Nice. Uh, Northern Nurkas had a blast. Two legends talking. John was a great guest for us as well. Enjoy the laughs. Oh, that's nice of you. Thank you. I'm I've, trying not to sound snarky and sarcastic. Did that come off snarky and sarcastic? I hope not. Because that's my natural voice is snarky and sarcastic. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a well-known fact that John is 39, a young-looking 39. <laughs> uh, what, is that my girlfriend? <laughs> uh, uh, oh, somebody, somebody's blowing smoke up my ass. Can I say that? Of course you can. I, yeah. Stop blowing smoke up my ass. No, I'm 60, and I'm not happy about it, but I'm not, not proud of it. <laughs> So in terms of like fan- in, ter- in terms of in terms of fandom, like mm-hmm. is it? I know Duke's probably number one, but is is Big the Cat number two? What people come up to you and ask for, or what? <laughs> I don't know. Like what- I'll gladly call Big the Cat number two. Um, <laughs> but I'm probably not referring to the same thing as you are. Um, no, I would say I would say to be honest with you, right now the postal dude is probably number two because oh, he is gaining momentum quickly. And uh, as you may or may not know, the, the Postal game came out in the, in the 90s, late 90s, just like uh, Duke Nukem 3D, only the Postal game was so over the top, it was banned in 10 countries for being ridiculously over the top, offensively violent. Australia was probably, probably one of them, I think. I think so, yes. 
It's always Australia as the first to go for some reason. Our rating well, score is terrible. Yeah. Well, a lot of liberal thinkers in Australia. That's not all bad. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So Duke Nukem, this character, when you when you first did The Voice, did you ever think 20-odd years later, you know, you'd still be getting cameos, people wanting The Voice, interviews, all sorts of things, you know, just this character still so loved. Did you ever yeah, think? Yeah, there, there was... There was no way to know that back in the beginning. It's funny, though. My uh, my oldest brother, who passed away a few years ago, had told me back in the late 90s when we were playing, you know, uh, Duke Match online through the modem on our telephones, that uh, he was saying, man, there's so many people who love this game. All my friends out here in Virginia love this game. They think you're awesome. And, and I had no idea there was any kind of fan base at all for the game at that time. In fact, I didn't get invited to my first uh, convention until, I think, 2002. And at that time, I was surprised that somebody had reached out to me about appearing at their convention because I had a fan base that I was unaware of. Um, but certainly, there was no way to know uh, that it was going to be this big. And what surprises me to this day, Dan, that I, I really appreciate is that there hasn't been a Duke Nukem game in 10 years now, right? 2021, 10 years in a decade. And yet I still record cameos daily. I have one waiting for me right now that dinged a few minutes ago just as we connected. And and that the fan base is so great. I was at a convention in Austin, Texas last month and met so many people and, and signed so many autographs that I had no idea people would turn out in droves like they do to meet me just because I was the voice of Duke Nukem. So uh, that tells you something about the franchise. The character was so popular, so loved, that even a decade after making his last game, uh, fans are still rabid for more of the king. I mean, the king, baby. It's kind of cool. It helps that it's like the coolest voice ever. Let's be honest. Oh, thank you. You think so? It really is, man. It's fu- and it's- is it badass? <laughs> it's really badass, isn't it? I ought to rip your head off and spit down your neck. <laughs> Do we have a rating system to worry about here? Mate, you can call me a C-bomb if you really want. There's no rating. Uh, shut up, you fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> you asked for it. I'm here to please. I aim to oh please, mate. Goodness. And I hope you will, too. Oh, we're going to get taken I only, down By the way, YouTube. I only use the C-word on men. So, oh, okay, all good. <laughs> and it's, it's in particular Aussie men, yeah, Aussie men especially. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking fuckers. I've had over sixty go. guests on, and you've got the best accent by far. The oh, best accent. Thank you, thank you. I, well, again, I got to spend time in Australia with Aussies, drinking with them, but and it kind of rubs off on you. Why can't these Americans like, like COVID, get it right? It kind of rubs off on you. Oh, that was <laughs> bad. Why can't these Aussies get the accent going? Why can't they? You need to give them some tips because they're just shit at it. Uh, I think they just haven't spent enough time amongst real Aussies. They're listening to other actors' impressions of Australian accents that they've heard in other games or TV shows or whatever, as opposed to what I did, which was really spending time with real Aussies, you know, in Sydney and in Adelaide and, and mimicking them. I literally spoke with that accent the, the whole week I was in Australia. I felt like a real asshole for doing it. And at first they were going, hey, you're close, mate. You're close, but not quite. But then I got there by learning their attitudes. And, and here's what I love the most. Try to get a straight answer out of an Australian 
con pl- con goer. Okay, so so uh, are you going to this panel later? Yeah, yeah, <coughs> but yeah. <laughs> what did did you want my autograph? Nah, nah, but yeah, yeah. Nah. Never a straight answer out of them. Yeah, nah, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> all right then. That means yes, by the way. Indeed, uh, <laughs> I learned that the hard way. Dan, could you please ask John to say, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of ass. Wait, take two. I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of gum. And people always bring me gum at convention appearances, by the way. It's so nice. I'll go home with a suitcase full of bubble gum sometimes. Is that the, is that the line you get asked to do the most, or is there another one? Um, the most I think is I've got balls of steel. I think that's the favorite fan line. We all have our favorites. Mine is one that most people don't know from the uh, Duke Nukem Forever game. And it's, I had eggs for breakfast. Your mom had sausage. (laughs) (laughs) That line written by a woman, by the way. So... Is how did you how did you find Forever? Because I know it, it got a bit of backlash back in the day, didn't it? It it, uh, it was it wasn't the greatest of reviews. No, but you, you know what the, the the gamers loved it. And yeah, to this day, yeah. they still tell me they love that game. It was so interactive at the time. the The critics didn't like it because they they failed to keep in mind that this game was not just developed and released in 2011. It sat on the shelf. For many years, for over a decade, it sat there unfinished. And when Gearbox came in and, and bought the rights to Duke Nukem, the franchise, uh, they just uh, put a little finishing touches on it and released it. And, um, you know, thanks to 2K for uh, publishing that game, uh, it might have never come out uh, had uh, Gearbox not jumped in there and purchased the rights to it. So I can understand why critics were hoping for it to be more Call of Duty style, you know, more, more modern graphics, a better game engine, whatever. Uh, but this game had been created back in, before 2000, like 1999, I think, is when it was uh, put together. And um, so, it, you know, it sat for a long time, so it's understandable why, why some critics thought it was trash. And, and critics, you know, fuck them. Am I right? Well, they yeah, exactly. Fine. Yeah, it's a bit. It's got yeah, a bit of a cult now? following now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it does. Um, did you ever play them? Of course. Yeah, <laughs> Hell, I I got all the cheat codes in the early days on Duke 3D. I knew how to you know a, a turn off clipping and walk through walls and all that stuff. So I really enjoyed that because I was like invincible. I would play in God mode. Okay. Uh, Duke Nukem Forever. I really enjoyed. Because, as I mentioned, some of the fans said it was so interactive. I mean, you could walk up to any device, a telephone or a, a pinball machine or a cigarette machine or a soda machine. You could interact with all these things. I mean, they they really put a lot of thought into it. And to me, that, that uh, kind of real-world feel uh, was good because I could just wander around and screw around in the game without – you know, actually trying to race through it and complete every level. I took my time with it because, well, I'm not a real gamer anyway. It was more of a pastime to me, a, a hobby. So I would just take my time and look at all the stuff in it. And uh, that's how I found out that I actually got to interact with myself in the game, in the uh, the throne room of Duke Nukem Forever. That was kind of cool. I don't know if you remember the, if you played the, the, the kids sitting on the throne there going, hey, mister, can you take my picture? When Duke's trying to get on the uh, throne. So... Yeah, kid, let me do this or whatever. So that was actually me interacting with myself, which I, I was amused by. It's fantastic. And that sort of stuff I love, those Easter eggs and little tidbits. 
That's why I love that game. Because there's so it much. Had a lot of little legs, didn't it? So much of that. Seriously. Every uh-huh. corner. What happened to the, because um, I saw a couple of weeks ago that this uh, this cancel game resurfaced. Did you see that? The trailer or something? Oh, um, that was, I'm sorry, that was the uh, the one Scott Miller had put together. 2008. Uh, Scott Miller of I think Apogee it was- Entertainment. Yeah. Um, that was uh, Duke Nukem Begins, I think was the title of that one. Do you remember working and- on that or- yeah, they were trying to put that together and get that released back at the time when all of the the rights to the games were up uh, were in question. Uh, 3D Realms and Gearbox had a clash at one time, and the publishers had a clash at one time. You know, everybody wants the rights to everything, and you, not everybody can own it. And I think that might have been Scott Miller gave a really concise uh, uh, answer to why that fell apart. And uh, my short term memory is so bad that I can't remember exactly what he said. But if you really want the real answer to why didn't Duke Nukem Begins come out, hit Scott Miller up over at Apogee. He'll tell you. So you don't remember working on it? No, there was no work for me to have have done on it because it wasn't close enough to release to put any new dialogue in. And I'm assuming they just used uh, my Duke Nukem lines from the 3D game because those were used over and over and over again in, in, in most of the games. I didn't get to record any Duke Nukem stuff uh, until Duke Nukem Forever came out in 2011 was when I finally got to record again. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. What, so they just reused? My old files. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't the sound quality start to age? Or well, they it- had the original studio quality version of the recordings, too. It's just on 3D they had to downsample them to 8 bits, you know, to fit them on a CD-ROM because, you know, wave files are actually pretty large. There were no such thing as MP3s back when Duke Nukem 3D was developed. So you had to fit all of those WAV files onto a CD-ROM game. Uh, you had to you, squeeze them down to 8-bit, compress the, the quality to 8-bit just to make the <laughs> files smaller. But they retained all of the original high-quality recordings, too, and then they would use those in subsequent games. I don't know, uh, Zero Hour, uh, Land of the Babes, any of those games uh, with Duke Nukem voiceovers. Uh, I didn't get hired to do any new lines for those. Uh, maybe a couple here and there. But uh, they pretty much reused the original uh, lines from 3D over and over again. What was your favorite of the games to work on? Do you have a favorite, or is, is it all just one big blur to you now? Oh, no, it's not one big blur. I, I have very fond memories of working on the games. Um, my favorite was uh, Duke Nukem Forever because the way that came down. I thought um, it, I thought the, you were going to say that, yeah. Uh, the directors uh, reached out to me and said, hey, guess what? It's a cold day in hell. Hell has frozen over. We're actually making that game. And I was thrilled to hear that they were going to do it. And they said, I said, who's going to direct me on this? And where do you want me to record? They said, record in your home studio. Uh, we, really? we know your stuff. It sounds good. And you've been doing the Duke voice for so long. We don't need to direct you. Here are the lines. Go for it. And I was That's thrilled. That's awesome. And, and I asked, I said, all of the original stuff, the Duke Nukem 3D lines, I was told to keep my teeth together and talk like this in kind of a monotone voice. I'm sure you remember. You know, where is it? Come get some. Mm-hmm. It was all like that. Uh, when Duke Nukem Forever came around, I, I asked, I said, can I be a little more emotive and, and give him a little more personality? And they said, absolutely, whatever you think is right for Duke. And I'm like, me? That's God, perfect. I'm not even a gamer, and you're going to let me? Okay, thank you. And they loved what I recorded. And instead of talking like this, I got to talk more like this and be more expressive and give Duke more of a personality. And they liked it. And uh, so... That was fun for me because I get to record here at home at my leisure. They were not in a hurry to have the files, so I could do take after take until I did, you know, got what I liked. 
And then um, the second best uh, Duke recording session is very fresh in my memory, and that was for Bullet Storm Full Clip Edition. Um, oh, that's because fun. Randy Pitchford and the folks at Gearbox Software treated me like royalty. God, they were so good to me. They flew me out to Dallas first class. They put me up in a five-star hotel. They limoed me around. Whoa. They paid me handsomely for recording each day. Uh, they took me out to good meals. They took me out to a great karaoke club because they knew I liked karaoke. And uh, I'll, I'll be grateful forever for that experience because they treated me like family when I mm. was there. I was I, I, I was very touched by the way everybody acted like I was actually part of Gearbox's team when, in fact, I'm just a voice actor who occasionally gets to, you know, give Duke voice. Um, so I'll, I'll always remember the uh, Bulletstorm uh, full clip edition session as being one of my most memorable because they made it so wonderful for me. Yeah, I've spoken to a lot of voice actors, and they don't get a lot of them don't get treated with that sort of um, like as you said, like royalty. That's amazing. That's good to hear mm -hmm. too that they do. And that's not the first time. I mean, I, I've worked for Valve Software over the years doing uh, a number of games for them, and and what I found out was you know even though I lived down here in San Diego and they're based in Seattle, uh, early on when I would record for them, they would fly me up to uh, Seattle to record. And as it turns out, it's because all of these guys working up there were uh, gamers back, you know, they were teenage gamers back when Duke 3D came out, and they were all fanboys of mine. I didn't know that. Turns out they just wanted to drink with me or whatever. <laughs> and so that's why they would fly me up to Seattle. So being the king has really afforded me opportunities to feel like a king because people have treated me like I'm some kind of legendary voice actor, which is just not... I'm not even comfortable being called a celebrity, to be honest with you. I was lucky. Uh, I did the right voice for the character. And, yeah, anybody could have been Duke Nukem. Anybody could have landed the role. Oh, I don't know about that. I was that. in the right place at the right time. I disagree. I, I, I'm sorry. I disagree. <laughs> I'll let you. Go I've, you've, got, you you've got the talent. Come on. You've Surely you can oh, admit I, that. I know you're oh, humble. Oh, yes. I, I, I know I'm talented. I do a lot of voices. <laughs> Um, and, and, and I have been for many years, but again, I was in the right place at the right time. Mm. And a casting director in Los Angeles, uh, had the job of finding the Duke Nukem voice. It could, who knows? It, it could have been Billy West or DC Douglas or Troy Baker or Nolan North. Anybody could have been the DC, Duke voice if they were in the right place at the right time, given the proper direction. D I think DC Douglas, he's a, he's a wanker, isn't he? <laughs> he's one of my best friends. I love that guy, but wanker he is. Uh, I know he's going to see this clip, so that's why I called him one anyway. We had him on a couple of weeks ago. He's a great guy. He's, he is uh, awesome. And he and I are, are, by the way, throwing a Halloween party in Chicago Halloween weekend. So I love getting that out there. Yeah. Um, I used to I, – I own a convention. I, I'm sure you probably know about that. But it used to be called John St. John's Not Con at Sea. Now it's called King Con Cruise, as you can see by uh, the okay. Right. okay. Okay. So you well, changed the name. I, right. Yeah, so we gave the name NotCon to our friend Matt, who is a promotions guy, and he decided to throw this Halloween party with me and DC Douglas being the guests. So NotCon is his property now. And so this is the NotCon 2021 event, which is a big Halloween party with a Resident Evil theme up in Chicago. Yeah, and it's you and him, and there was, was it, is it uh, the Duke from Resident Evil as well? 
Aaron? Uh, uh, no, but there are two. Uh, I guess he does play the Duke, doesn't he? Uh, two other voice actors who will be there from Resident Evil. Their names escape me right now. I'm so sorry. That that sounds very unprofessional. No, no. It's just that I don't know them personally, so I can't remember their names. And, and I'm okay. not in the Resident Evil franchise. No, so no. That, that's fine. I hope that's understandable and they don't hate me right now going, that son of a bitch could have mentioned us and he didn't. <laughs> now, check it. So where's that being held? That's in Chicago. Chicago. And, uh, do we want specifics on that? Let me. October, I think, isn't I it? Go through my phone to find you the specifics. <laughs> should, should I be doing that right now during this? It's uh, all right. It's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll link it for any Chicagoians. Is that what you call them? Thank you. I'll send you the links uh, at the end of this. And also, you've got your cruise. Is that still tickets available for that? You betcha. And here's the great news. Uh, first of all, it's a Royal Caribbean cruise. It's a Monday through Friday from Cape Canaveral. We call it Orlando because we're staying in Orlando. And then we have a shuttle that takes us to Cape Canaveral where they launch, you know, rockets and all. But it's from uh, uh, Orlando to the Bahamas and back a Monday through Friday. And the amazing thing about it is, you know, when you buy a cabin on a Royal Caribbean cruise and they're highly rated, yeah. um, all of your your five star meals all week are included. You don't pay for food. And right now, an interior cabin, which is, you know, the low lowest on, on, on the price list, um, but to have a cabin for four days and all of your food included is only $232 right now. Wow. That's a hell of a deal. That's a steal. It, it's a steal of a deal. Thank you for saying that and for being a poet who didn't know it. The great thing about my, my convention, uh, the King Con Cruise, is... Uh, that as opposed to all other conventions, I wanted mine to be different. I wanted mine to be not that convention where you go to a panel and see the voice actors, and then maybe you're lucky enough to bump into them at the bar to have a drink later, and then they disappear and you don't see them again. My con is different. The voice actors coming along, including DC Douglas, Richard Epcar, who's uh, Joker. the Joker, and and his wife, uh, Ellen Stern, who's a great voice actor director, and Wes Johnson and Mike Rawson, uh, and DC Douglas is going to be on my cruise. Um, what we will do is hang out with you almost 24-7. Outside of sleeping hours, we'll have our meals with you. We'll go rock climbing with you. We'll do laser tag. We'll go kayaking. We'll go snorkeling with you. We'll spend a day at the water park on the private island with you doing the adventures with the attendees instead That's of epic. sitting in front of them speaking about what we do. We'll do that also, by the way. We'll also be doing karaoke with them. And it just it's highly interactive. So you're not just going to meet the voice actors. You're going to become our friends. That's how it works. Wow. And you've done this before last year? This is our third year. And, yeah. and it's grown every year because people want to do this. And you find it, and are you iterating on it each and every year? Are you changing things up? Have you noticed anything along the way? Well, or we, we, the second year we decided to try a different cruise where we went out of Texas down through the Gulf of Mexico to Mexico. It wasn't as good. It wasn't as fun. The weather was a lot harsher, uh, including a little bit of a storm coming back because they go, get those in the Gulf of Mexico all the time. So we've gone back to leaving out of uh, Florida around Orlando and going out of the Bahamas because that was a much more pleasant cruise. And because people who come to it can go to, of course, uh, Disney World and the MGM Studios and Universal Studios, they're all right there in Orlando. So if you're going to come to our cruise, you can first or afterwards do the Disney World experience kind of thing and, and tie it all into your vacation all in one bundle. Disney World and Disneyland are different, yeah, because I've been to Disneyland, but that would have been in where would that have been? In was there a California adventure at the time? I think Did they have the two parks? I think so, yeah. 
I'm trying to remember Disney because I went to Universal, which is in LA, mm-hmm. and then I went to Disneyland. But Disney World's different. Yeah. Oh boy, is it? It's like I don't know, fifty times bigger. But- Disneyland, you can walk across the whole park in like ten, fifteen minutes. Disney World. You probably don't have the strength to walk around that entire park in a really? day. Really? So I'm missing so out. Big. I'm missing out. Oh, yeah. Shit. Disney World is gigantic. And it has so many different things to do. Disneyland, you can do in a day. Disney oh. World, you need two weeks. Well, I wish I could get over there. It's a bit hard at the moment. Come on. Come on out and party with us. We're well, not Once the COVID's gone. We're not even allowed in, let alone out. You know, yeah, that's true. Australia. So it's pretty shocking at the moment. But... um. I don't know about you. It's you too guys, bad. I, I can't wait till things get back to normal, so I can come back and visit Australia again. I would love to. Well, you guys are getting back to normal, aren't you? You, you can roam free. Well, you like to think that, but no. In fact, the Delta variant and the fact that n- not enough people got vaccinated here. Um, we have a whole lot of uh, new cases every week now. Hospitalizations are way up, and unfortunately, a lot of the people being <coughs> hospitalized are dying because. They refuse to get vaccinated. So, uh, and and the Delta variant of the, of the COVID uh, virus is getting them, and it's very contagious, and they're getting very sick. It's, it's very sad. I, I can't, for the life of me, understand how a virus became politicized. But in this country, everything can be politicized. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. I've noticed that. So, yeah. do you ever get sick of doing the Duke? Nukum voice. Oh, no. I, I'm happy to be that show pony. It never gets old. Uh, one of my favorite things about the Duke voice is when people hand me my cell phone and go, here, they'll go, here, it's my friend Johnny. And so I'll, I'll take the phone, I'll put the speaker on, and it rings, and Johnny answers, hello? Hey, is this Johnny? This is Duke Nukem, and I'm calling because you're an idiot, apparently. <laughs> you know, And then I, I give him shit, and, and that never gets old. To me, uh, prank calling fans friends is is always fun. Um, I'll be a show pony anytime anybody wants to hear a Duke phrase, I'll say it. It what, what kind of effort does it take from me? None. I just changed the tone of my voice. Like that's so hard to do. So to the other voice actors who go, Oh, I'm so sick and tired of saying that. Oh, screw you. That's what the fans want to hear, you <laughs> dumbass. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I offend any of you voice actors? Oh, boo frickity who, you big pussies. Oh, wait, that's Duke coming out again. Sorry. Sorry. I, there is a little bit of Duke in me. Didn't used to be, but now there is. I've had some actors say they won't, they wouldn't even do the voice for me. I don't get that. Why? That's mm. what made him famous. That's why they're a guest on the show. That's why they have fans. Are they stupid? Apparently. You don't have to be educated to be a voice actor. I and certainly so, And sometimes it is their voice. Do you know what I mean? Like, it is their voice already? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a funny world, voice acting. It is. It is. And, and I don't mean to offend any voice actors. No, they no. have their own reasons for not wanting to do it. To me, yeah. I, it never gets old. Maybe I'm just simple-minded, but uh, I don't mind. Anything you want me to say in the Duke voice? It, it, huh? Huh? <laughs> Please. Yeah. What do you want, Dan? <laughs> what do you want? I'll say anything. Oh, I'll give you a few later. It's all right. <laughs> all right. I'll give you a few later, Dan. <laughs> You fucker. Uh, yeah, I, I just like being called a fucker or a seagull. I know you do. No, you like being called, you're a fucking wanker. <laughs> That's what you like, you I saw cunt. A- That's what you <laughs> like. See? 
You're uh, laughing. Look, I know what you like. I can't play that in the promo package now because it's just a little <laughs> bit too much. <laughs> I know you have the power of editing, we need, so we, we need a PG I'll be as version. offensive as I can be right now. We need a PG version now. Um, <coughs> oh, far out. So... Oh, how's that? Uh, how's that COVID treating you? Is that uh, yeah? It's not. It, that's what my girlfriend said. You better get tested. But I haven't I seen anyone. Cough at me, Dan. I haven't seen anyone. How could I get COVID? Right, right. Uh, it must be a cold. It's um, just one of those itchy throats. So mm. Duke Nukem movie. Now, last time I researched this, it was John Cena attached with Paramount, I believe, and Michael mm. Bay. So some big names. Some big studios. <laughs> it's what? all changed since you last heard about it, my friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, there's no Michael Bay involvement of any kind. Um, by the time they ever make a Duke Nukem movie, John Cena will have aged out of the role. Um, you know, let, let, let uh, Gearbox get their Borderlands movie done first, and then we'll see if they give a shit about making a Duke Nukem movie after that. And, and actually, uh, Gearbox was purchased, along with 3D Realms and a couple of other companies, by another company. So the uh, the, the rights and everything to, to Duke Nukem uh, are, I, I don't know in whose hands now, or, or if they're up in the air or what, I have no clue. But that would include the rights to any kind of motion picture, I suppose, so I don't think you should plan on seeing a Duke Nukem movie in theaters anytime soon. In fact, yeah. I, I'd be surprised if they could sell any tickets to it if they don't make another damn video game and keep the 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 the, the character alive. You know. So is the last time you appeared in a game Bulletstorm? Uh, in a game, no, no. I I recorded another video game last week. In fact, oh, that hasn't come out that he's in. Oh, oh, that you mean Duke Nukem is in? No, Bulletstorm was the last Duke Nukem related thing. Yeah, there. yeah, that, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. I thought you meant no. games in general. No, I know you're a busy man. It's all good. I, I, I meant, still do a few. I meant, <laughs> I meant, I meant, yeah. So Bulletstorm was a lot. Was 2016? Yeah, it's been a few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was the last thing I did. Well, it's not. It's not too far gone. There's. Uh, Last time I heard, they were working on a game, but they were trying to get the script right. Is that is that what you've heard? Nah, I'm I'm a mushroom, dude. They keep me in the dark and feed me shit. I don't get to know anything until it's time to record again. You know, <laughs> they don't don't give any information to the voice actor with a big mouth. He might say something. You know, in in a podcast somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I've had a few of those. Yeah. Slip the tongue. No. Yeah. Well. I'd love to see you back in a game, man. I think Thank it's you. I, I think it's you. time. I think next gen, a Duke Nukem game, and I think with the right writing, because you know what the mm -hmm. you know what it's like these days. You got you'd have to not tone it down or anything, but just like I think the tone would have to be something like Deadpool. You know what I mean? Just where they absolutely. they get away with it. They get away with the oh, absolutely sure. If Deadpool if Deadpool can do what Deadpool does, Duke Nukem can clearly do. What Duke Nukem does. What what I feel personally would be great is for um, for them to bring in a sidekick to keep Duke reminded of what is uh, politically correct in uh, the 2020s. Oh, that's um, fantastic! See, I, what I like is now I have a friend who does a uh, a, a web comic about Duke Nukem. Um, her name is Lauren. She does this. Uh, she goes by the name Ardat Lilitu on uh, on social media, and, and and I'll send you a link to that. Um, but the Duke Nukem comic strip she does, uh, she asked me about two years ago. She said, "If Duke Nukem had a son, what would his name be?" 
And I thought about it for about half a second. I said, well, deuce. You know, the second. <laughs> deuce Nukem, Duke and Deuce. And I said, why do you ask? She goes, I want to write him into the, uh, into the web strip. And I thought, oh, that's fantastic. That's what needs to happen. In fact, if there's ever going to be a Duke Nukem movie, it should be an R-rated CG film. So it can be as close to the real experience of, of Duke Nukem in a story as you can get. And it would have the real Duke Nukem voice instead of somebody who doesn't sound like him at all. Um, and you could put Deuce in as the sidekick who reminds his dad, Dad, you can't say stuff like that about women today. Th- there's comic mm. relief. There, There's a sidekick. It's his son. His name is Deuce. What isn't entertaining about this? That's fantastic. That is a great... You. you need to pitch that to... Who's got the rights? Gearbox? But we don't know. Who knows? There's nobody for me to pitch it to. And I think I've already mentioned it to the people who actually do have the power to do something. And it's not their idea, so they don't care. Which is crazy to me because in a world where, you know, these studios love IP, they love sequels, you know, you'd think that that would be one day go to. Is it just because Forever didn't sell that well? Oh, I don't think it has anything to do with Forever. I think it just has to do with the who's owned it for the last decade has not seen it as being that important as other franchises that they own. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you don't see one coming in the next few years, at least anyway? No. 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 Uh, In the next few years, a game, it it would be possible, I guess, but I just don't know who really has the grip on the rights now or the desire to do anything with it. I I just don't know who that person or persons may be anymore. Yeah. And same for the movie. That's a shame. I don't Mm. don't know if John Cena would have been the right. Who would you have casted? For the for the role in the movie again, to me it should be a CG movie, so Duke can look exactly the way he's supposed to and sound exactly uh, like he's supposed to, and yeah. so that anything can happen. I mean, in a CG movie, uh, uh, look at this. Look at Deadpool. All those cars crashing and flying through the air and shit. None of those are real. Those were all CG. You can make anything happen in CG and make it look believable and real today. And so, is there an actor who I think could play Duke? Well, any good actor, but do they look like him? No. I mean, John is, John Cena is a close look. But to me personally, John Cena, A, doesn't have the right voice. If they wanted to you That's know, do thing. ADR, if they wanted to dub the voice in the whole film, okay, fine. But it would look weird, John Cena speaking with my voice coming out of him or what. And two, John Cena has kind of diluted his image with these... PG kitty movies that he's done. And quite frankly, I don't think that's the right image for the actor who's going to portray Duke Nukem anyway. But that's, again, just my opinion. I'm sure John Cena can play any part. You know, he's got some acting chops. I just don't see him as the Duke Nukem character no. by the time they get around to making a movie. Yeah. And it's the, the, the thing for me is the voice is a real setback. I don't think any of these Hollywood actors would be able to do a voice even remotely close, which would really hurt. You never it. know. Yeah, no. I mean, you never know. But because I you, just can't imagine John Cena doing any kind of voice that's going to match the character. Because, but, but then I'm biased because I'm the voice of the character, so my opinion doesn't really carry much weight. Yeah, it does. You're the you are the character. You should be in charge of it. I don't own the character. <laughs> I, I only own this baby. This is the only thing I've got right here. Isn't that funny that you're allowed to do stuff with the voice, but 
you know, you know, like how the copyright of it all works. I, I like you couldn't think, you couldn't uh, sell a Duke Nukem shirt, could you? On a stall. No, no, no. Nothing with his likeness. Yeah. But his voice yeah. belongs to me. You can't own my voice doing this. Yeah. So, yeah. And I've been careful in the past where I've sold things where I'd say it's Duke. Um, if they're for personal use, like cameo things, sure, that's fine. But if it's for professional use, I will never say, this is Duke Nukem. I've said, my name's Duke. But I didn't say Duke Nukem on anything professional that uh, could have been... Uh, an infringement on rights. Uh, so you can I guess say that's Duke. All subject to interpretation, though, isn't it? But so, but fortunately for me, yeah. uh, nobody has ever pursued me for any of that, and hopefully they never will. You know, I I never intend to to rip anybody off in any way. No. And in fact, they owe me for not making any games. <laughs> they do. Okay, that's it's a that's crime. Yeah, I didn't say it. You might it's want to edit that out. Save my ass. But it's a crime. Seriously, I it don't understand why. Yeah, it's a great franchise. It's a great character. People love Duke Nukem, but he doesn't get a game anymore. Like it's it's funny. Yeah. You ask any any gamer who do you know Duke Nukem, ninety nine point oh, nine will say yes. Yeah, that's what's yeah. so funny about it. Yeah, even a lot of kids today, young kids playing video games, have heard of Duke Nukem because it was like the first first person shooter that. You know, put you in the game, you know, or or had a real voice, I guess. So I know you played a couple of Duke Nukem games. Have you played any games recently? Like, are you still dabbling in the world or not much these days? I, I do, but my games are not shooters at all. I like racing games. I love Need for Speed. I'll play Grand Theft Auto just to race around in the, in the you know, I, I'm not into beating up hookers and shooting people. That that has no appeal to so me. you're a racing but- gamer. I'm a racing gamer and, and wow. a flight simulator guy. I love the technical aspects of those things, and I like trying to beat my lap speed. And so, Need for Speed is is uh, probably my favorite video game. See, I'm playing F1 at the moment. Have you ever played that? Ooh, uh, I've seen it, and I went, "Ooh, God, I want to play that," but I don't want to pay for it because I'm a cheap bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to play it. I definitely want to play it. Uh, it's it's pretty good. I'm. You get the feeling, especially with the wheel. I don't know if you've got a wheel, but um, I, I still have one in the closet. I don't use it very often because on Need for Speed, I'm playing on my iPad and just you know, ah, yeah, yeah, turn yeah. it. But I'm a PC gamer for the most part. All my favorite games were PCs. Yeah. So guys, if you have any questions for John, leave them in now, and I'll get to as many as I can. Um, I'll ask you a couple more while the questions come in. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so. Have you been to any Comic Cons recently? Have you, have you are you are you allowed to go to any? In fact, I was just in Austin, Texas, uh, for a, uh, a retro gaming con just a few weeks back. Um, in How's nine the days, I'll... oh, it was tremendous! It was a really good turnout. There, the size of that con grew this year, and uh, they they attribute some of it to me being their lead guest. So, yay for me! <laughs> um, nice. But I'll be in in nine days. I'll be at Dragon Con in Atlanta, and then the week after that, I'll be at Kineticon in Hartford, Connecticut, and then another retro gaming con in Dallas, Texas, in October, followed by the Halloween party the weekend of Halloween in Chicago, and so yeah. And I just did Free Comic Book Day in Washington D.C. a couple of weeks ago. So if you were if this was normal times, you could just make a living doing cons every week. No, no, not really. 
No, there's not that much money to be made at conventions. I mean, I, I sell some autograph cards and I get paid, a, a, you know, an appearance fee for them. But but it's not a lot of money. Um, I make a living doing commercial work. That's where my big paychecks come from. Yeah, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I've I've heard that it's like most of the time you get paid more for commercial work than video game work. Sure, because there's much more of it. And, and a lot of the uh, commercials I do are on a regional or national scale so they're yeah. often unionized and i get union scale for them and that uh, that pays pretty well what voice do you do for that for it those all depends on what i'm selling right really? now at sleep outfitters get any size mattress for the price of a twin king starting as low as 349 only at sleep outfitters there's an example i swear i've heard that before if it was somewhere a car dealer it might be you know um or i do narrations too where i have a very monotone style voice where the black condor is seen rarely these days in California. Their cousin, yeah, that's a narration voice. And then there's uh, hard sell uh, auto dealer ads, which are a different read altogether. So there's a, there's a lot of different commercial style voiceovers to be done. So all radio? Uh, no, television and radio. The television, oh, television spots sorry. better. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. And h- how does the voice direction work for something like that? Well, um, there is, for instance, the Sleep Outfitters, the uh, mattress store that I just mentioned. There is a uh, an employee of the ad agency who lives in Oregon, and she and I will get on the telephone, and she I can hear her in my headphones, but her voice doesn't get recorded to the computer as I'm doing a session. And she'll say, oh, do that line again, but let's inflect up on even queens as low as and and so that's kind of how that works she gives me little suggestions i do a read through we see if it times out to if like if it's a 15 second spot my voice after voice over sorry i'll slow down my voice over has to end by 14.2 seconds right so there's a little trail out time if it's a radio spot it has to be exactly the right length and that's not to say that every take that i do has to time out perfectly because as the producer editor of the radio spots and editing audio for the TV spots, I can cut breaths out, move things around to make them time out exactly as they're supposed to. But there's always a director on the phone for commercial projects, for the most part. And you can do them all from home? I do everything from home. Tomorrow morning I'm doing a a commercial for um, Seminole Hard Rock Tampa. That's, you know, the Hard Rock Hotel chain. They have one in Tampa, Florida. And they do a lot of concerts down there. So tomorrow I'll be voicing one for a concert at Hard Rock Tampa. And that'll be a different read altogether, a very high energy. Doesn't sound like me at all because it's more like this. At Hard Rock Tampa tomorrow, Clint Black live in concert. It's that kind of read, you know. So do you that, just that must get... be weird. Does that sound weird to you? No, not at all. Not at all. Oh, okay. I In Australia, there's literally like, Eight voice actors, I reckon, that just get all the gigs for everything. Really? Yeah. They must be very talented. You just hear the same voices in every ad, and sometimes you hear the back-to-back. It's it's Oh, yeah. It's it's weird. And over here, it's that way in, like, animation. You know, you hear Chris Parnell and H. John Benjamin Uh, on every hit show. Get them off. (laughs) They're so Uh, untalented. (laughs) Well, I, I wouldn't say untalented. They have, uh, even though the two of them are kind of one-trick ponies, Chris Parnell has one voice. H. John Benjamin has pretty much one voice. But they have that niche, you see. H. John Benjamin has the snarkiest, most sarcastic voice ever, which makes him perfect for Archer. I'm sure you've seen Archer, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, and, and the sarcastic void space on John Oliver's Last Week Tonight. 
That was John Benjamin. That gig's now ended, by the way, because he's going back to studio next show. Um, but John Benjamin, even though he has that one read, it's perfect for Bob on Bob's Burgers, and it's just the right snark amount for Archer. Um, so, you know, th- those are guys, I guess, who also were in the right place at the right time and landed the right gigs due to some luck, because anybody could do those voices. For for the radio gigs and the, the commercials that you said, so... Does an agent just give you what you need to do for the day? Because you're not auditioning for those ones, are you? Like they're putting you up for them. Uh, yes, I have uh, I have uh, two agents who send me a lot of really great animation stuff and video game work, and then a, a few agents that send me just commercial work. Um, so I'm getting I'm getting auditions all the time. But you have to keep in mind that the job of a voice actor really is the audition process, because out of a hundred auditions, I might book a job or two. So it's a lot of recording to land an occasional Even job. Even when you say, I'm the voice of Duke Nukem, they don't give a fuck. Uh, that carries no weight whatsoever. In Why fact, is it pigeonholes that? Me. Why is well, that? it pigeonholes me in the video game industry because they'll say, oh, we don't want the Duke Nukem voice. No, not him. Um, hello? Why, because they think you're a one-trick pony? I'm not a one-trick pony. I do a lot of voices. I mean, God, look at Big the Cat and Duke Nukem, for God's sake. But is that what they think? Than those. Is that what they think? Is that the perception sometimes? If you, I think so, yeah. I right. think I'm pigeonholed as Duke Nukem. And, so, and, and, and then again, who knows? Maybe my politics on social media doesn't line up with theirs, and they just don't like me. That's very possible, too, because I'm a libtard, in case you didn't know. I'm a libtard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there is a bit of that I've, I've found as well. Um, question sure here from uh, Crank. All must hail the king, baby. Hi, John. Could I ask if you have ever watched a movie like Evil Dead or They Live? Oh, Sure. Sure, I, I know where all of Duke Lines came from. <laughs> Duke Lines were all ripped off, and that was part of the the, uh, the the fun and personality of Duke Nukem is that he ripped off all those lines. What I think is really funny is Roddy Roddy Piper and or Bruce Campbell are probably pissed off that Duke made those lines more famous than they did. <laughs> so I think Bruce Campbell has a bone to pick with me. But come on, he's older than me. I'll take him on. Come on, Bruce. You want to have a you want to have a, a a catchphrase off? Come on, bring it. Uh, is DC going to eat hair a la Kilt TV? A la uh, that kilt. was something I, uh, that was on Instagram, I think. I, I have no idea what that means. I no, cannot, me either. Yeah, I cannot translate all of these things that I see on social media. I read a lot of things that mean nothing to me. What do you like more, Gran Turismo or Forza? Have you ever played those two racing games? Uh, Gran Turismo I've played. It's pretty good. Um, what was the other one? Forza. I don't know that game. Don't know that one? Not, no, I've not played that one. Um, but these are all certainly games that I, I, I will look into because I love racing games. Uh, Dolph Lundgren could have pulled it off 10 years ago in the um, movie. No, no, because his accent is too thick and his voice isn't right either. Maybe yeah, he had the look, the look, just like John Cena's got the look, but it's more than just the look. The acting chops, the attitude, the voice. you got to have those things. Do right? you think um, the Aussie Chris Hemsworth can pull off Hulk Hogan? Wow. Mm. Uh, he's doing. He's I, filming I that he right now. Too. <laughs> I, oh, I God. Don't. No, that's not what, what I meant. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I'm. Can he play the part of Hulk Hogan? Yes. 
<laughs> sure. I think Hemsworth is a great actor. I think he's very good. And he, he can certainly do an American accent with no problem. So, sure, he could. But why would he want to? Well, he's you know, he's filming it right now. Is he? Yeah, that's why okay, I asked. To each their own. That's hey, why he gets to choose the roles he wants. He's a lucky actor. Yeah, I know. I, I, you know what? Every every voice actor or video game actor that I meet, they they're just auditioning every day. It just seems to be how it is. It's so competitive. That is the job. So yeah. competitive, isn't it? It certainly is. That's why I'm very lucky to have made uh, in in my 45 years of radio broadcast all of the uh, contacts and and the client base that I have for commercial work. Because if it mm. weren't for those clients coming back continuously i wouldn't be able to pay the bills every month so I, i'm very lucky what would you be doing if you weren't wasn't voice work i would be probably a musician struggling to make money getting gigs in las vegas or something singing singing and or playing yeah I, i'll play piano bass and uh, drums um i'm not great at any of those but i'm a pretty good singer have you have you <laughs> got any at the same time and bands need musicians who can do backing vocals so that's what I'm best at. Have you got an album that we can oh, listen no. to online? No, nothing online. No, no. My my days of of trying to make hit songs ended many years <laughs> ago. I'm not under any illusion that I'm going to be a rock star anymore. And I had my my I, I was in the spotlight for a musical production years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Uh-huh. I used to sell these. Uh, I used to do parody songs back back when Weird Al Yankovic started. Wow. I was doing the same thing. I was doing parody songs, and I actually met Weird Al Yankovic, and we sponsored one of his very first concerts on Cape Cod when I was a morning radio host up there. And so I got to meet Al. The difference between me and Al was I'm a MIDI musician, so I would play all of the different parts myself, the drums, the bass, the piano, the brass, the strings, the saxophone leads. I would orchestrate all of that myself, write the parody song, sing it, and everything. Weird Al, on the other hand, had uh, Rick Derringer. You remember Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo? Rick Derringer was his producer in Hollywood. So they had, you know, members of the Wrecking Crew coming in. They had real studio musicians doing their stuff. All of my stuff was all on MIDI. So he, he had sound-alike stuff like Eat It, his Michael Jackson Beat It parody. Sounded exactly like the original. Mine never sounded like the original, but they were funny. I, I did a few songs that got on the Dr. Demento show. And then uh, every time I do a parody song from my morning radio show, I would sell it to the American Comedy Network, and I ended up on radio stations coast to coast, and wow. and I got paid for doing that. So it was uh, Weird Al had a lot of commercial success doing what he did. My low rent version of parody songs, in comparison, I got you know a few checks here and there from radio stations across the country when when I would sell my stuff. What happened to Weird Yeah Weird Al? I haven't seen him too much lately. He, he's been more into TV appearances and such than uh, doing songs these days, I guess. I, I hope he's working on something musically because he is a genius. He really is very talented, and I love Weird Al. But I see him more often on the TV screen than I hear him, you know, on uh, uh, album releases. And he's a nice guy when you met him? Absolutely. One of the nicest guys I've ever met. Really oh, cool. cool. What about in terms of the video game world? Who are, who are some people that you... Uh, love or look up to or think are talented or any of the above? Wow. Um, in the video game industry specifically, mm. not uh, animation at all? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, Richard Epcar, for one, his his Joker is uh, second only to Mark Hamill's Joker and very good. And we all auditioned to be the Joker when Mark Hamill called it quits. 
And uh, I'm so glad Richard Epcar got it because I love his work. Uh, Steve Bloom, very, very talented voice actor and a nice guy. Uh, Wes Johnson um, from Fallout and uh, um, mm. DC Douglas, as I mentioned, one of, one of my dear friends. John Patrick Lowry and his wife, uh, Ellen McLean, who's GLaDOS. Uh, oh, very talented, wow. very nice people. Um, these are some of the folks that I really have a, a great deal of respect for because, uh, you know, they're in the trenches with me, just trying to make a living, trying to get by, doing all the work they can. They're very talented, though none of us are at the top of the list. We're not the A-listers, you know, who are uh, who are paying the big bucks to do everything, you know. So we're not ending up on TV shows like uh, Nolan North or Troy Baker who are in Rick and Morty and all these other animated shows because they happen to be in the right place at the right time. And, uh, you know, they're A-listers. Their names are top of mind, as they should be. These guys are prolific. They've been in so many games over the years that you, you expect to keep seeing their names, you know, in credits and hearing their voices in games. Um, but the the ones I've mentioned by name right up front there, those they're not just personal friends of mine. They're people I have a, a great deal of respect for because their range is so good. And because they're so humble, they're so nice. They don't have those giant egos. You know, the, the biggest difference between on-screen actors and voice actors is if I got an audition that I knew my voice wasn't suited for, but I knew that Wes Johnson can do a perfect read in that style, I would tell the casting director or the agent, hey, I, that's not right for me, but I know a guy who can nail it, and I'll give them his name. Screen actors don't do that. It's dog-eat-dog, uh, you know, uh, for film actors. They don't want anybody else getting the role. They're not going to recommend somebody else for it. You know, it's different kind of uh, personalities altogether, I think. I've heard that a lot, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard that a lot. It's it's good that there's, there's there's this little community, though, of voice actors that are, you know, it seems to be so very supportive for the most part. Well, yeah, and not, not a lot of out-of-control egos. No. I think that's... No. That's really where it's at. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge fan of karaoke too, John. Could you ask, Yay. what's your favorite karaoke song? And could you oh, give us- Oh, my go-tos, you, you can tell by the timbre of my voice. I, my go-tos are Neil Diamond, Johnny Cash, Elvis. And I was never a, a huge fan of any of those, but my voice is best suited to those. So that's what I gravitate to first. And I know my showstopper every time is when I do Sweet Caroline because everybody sings along to that song. And it's right in my ballpark. Where it began, I can't seem to know when. You know, I got that that Neil Diamond kind of vibe when I get in front of people. The lights are on and I got the microphone. Yeah, that's my (laughs) go-to. He says, can you sing in the Duke voice? Have you ever done that before? I have, actually. In Duke Nukem 3D, I sing, Born to be well, poorly. Because they said, don't sing well, Duke's not a singer. And and on cameos, I'm always singing Happy Birthday to You in the Duke voice. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I never sing well in the Duke voice. With one exception, the uh, the Duppet. Are you familiar with my Duppet? Yes, I have seen that. Okay, the Duke puppet. Is that you? Are you doing that? I'm sorry? Is that you doing that? Oh, yeah, yeah. You oh, want to meet the awesome. Duppet? Yeah. I can get him. Yeah. I'll be right back. Yeah, we want to make the Duppet. <coughs> Keep your questions coming in, guys. Oh, uh, I want to meet this Duppet. Maybe I need a Duke Nukem statue on my right here. All right, here I come. Somebody needs me. 
I'm on my way. Give me a break. Shut up. St. John, get your hand up my ass, will you? <laughs> Come on, fist me. Fist me. <laughs> All right. Oh, shit, my costume's falling apart. <laughs> Press me. All right, okay, hold on. <laughs> Wait, now his neck is too short. I'm sorry, he's been in a closet. I'm not closeted. He's been in a closet for a few weeks collecting dust. I like dust. Um, but, sorry. Duppet, how are you? It's great to have you on the I'm show. good. Sorry, I wasn't prepared to be here today. This isn't fair. But okay, go ahead. Ask me anything you want. So, have you been working out? I can see the muscles are looking good there. Can you? Yeah. Damn, I'm looking good. <laughs> and you, how, how have you been during COVID, mate? Mostly masked and in the closet. I've not had a chance to catch anything. This fucker keeps me locked up. Why is he such a fucker? What's he done to you, St. John? He's got his hand up my ass. By the way, my voice actor is also my proctologist. <laughs> well, thank you, right? for your, thank you for your time, Duffer. We appreciate it. Anytime. Any Hail to the king, baby. <laughs> He's an ass. Who, who, made, who made that? Where did you get that oh, from? Oh, I found a company up in Hollywood who uh, who can custom make uh, puppets. I'm not allowed to use that word Muppets when I refer to him. That's why oh, okay. Duppet means Duke plus Puppet. Yeah. Not Duke plus Muppet. He's not a Muppet. Ah, uh, so they actually so specialize I, I in making... somebody to make him for me. Yeah, right. I thought fans would enjoy him, and then they clearly have. Oh, that's so funny, man. That Thank is you. so funny. You need to do a stage show at the at the cruise. Uh, <laughs> it's funny you say that. Uh, the Duppet is appearing at only one convention. Guess whose? <laughs> The one so, that you uh, own yeah, and run. Duppet, yeah. <laughs> the, the Duppet will do a, an AMA, a, a Q&A AMA, Ask Me Anything, on the cruise, uh, King Con Cruise, which is February 28th through March 4th on a Royal Caribbean cruise liner. And we'll also have the Voice of Palooza panel that Wes Johnson hosts at most conventions he goes to, where all of the voice actors are in one panel acting out a, a silly scenario that the attendees put together for us. Oh, that's amazing. Um, it's fun. Another question here. Hope you're doing well. I hope to see you again one day in a Duke Nukem project. Mm. And finally, someone cut the cheese. Fan from France. Um. So are you going to cut the cheese or am I? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> are we talking about literally slicing of a Havarti or a Gouda? Or are we talking about ripping one? Do you know? I've got no idea. I'm thinking ripping one. Okay, you first. <laughs> and no, no sharding allowed. If you shart, we're going to have to cut this short, and you're going to have to go clean up. Hey, were you? Did I hear you were going to call your next dog a shart? Did I hear that oh, somewhere? I, I don't know. Where might you have heard that? Um, yeah, when, when, um, and the place I'm living right now in Southern California is a rental, and I'm not allowed to have pets. But uh, my fiance and I are building our going to be building our, our retirement home just outside of Santa Fe, New Mexico. And as soon as we get moved there, we're getting pets. And I will have a tiny little fucking dog that will <laughs> that will live in a pocket in my jacket and will travel on airplanes with me and sit on the table at every panel I do at conventions in the future. My little dog, Shart, will sit right on the table with me. And I'm going to name it Shart because it's going to be a little shit. Not necessarily a Shih Tzu. Could be a Pomeranian. It's Who just going to be a little shit no matter what. Yeah. Going to be a little shit no matter what. And if it's a little boy dog, I'm going to name him Shart because I think it's funny. 
Quish- and who names their dog Shart? You ever heard of a dog named Shart? Never. <laughs> Never. There you go. He'll be a first. Just Vincent, question for John. What can you say about Mr. Krabs? Mr. Krabs from, from SpongeBob SquarePants? <laughs> yeah. What is the Clancy correlation Brown. there? Isn't it amazing that they get an actor of, of that stature, Clancy Brown, to do the Mr. Krabs voice? That's amazing. He's an outstanding actor. One of my favorite roles, he was in, uh, uh, I think he was in Shawshank Redemption, wasn't oh, I like it? Was, I like him in, is it Highlander? Is that what I'm thinking of? Is he in Highlander? Yeah. yeah. He is just an amazing actor, though. But yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, in my opinion of Mr. Krabs, I love Mr. Uh, Krabs. Yeah, there's no correlation there that I'm missing, right? I, I don't think so, but but I love him. You Thank you for bringing him up. Yeah. He's a great actor and a great character. Yeah, right. Uh, one of my favorite Duke lines is the opening monologue of Zero Hour. I'm you, genius, only back in time. Right. Love it. That was a cool little, like, what we call cut scenes, you know, where you get to act out m- almost a paragraph of dialogue instead of single lines. And, uh, yeah, I recall that as being a very clever opening to that game. Chaotic Gamer, can we hear the postal voice? The postal You know, you've voice. been hearing it the whole time. That was the cool <laughs> thing about getting the postal thing. When when um, uh, Running With Scissors first approached me, Mike, Mike, Sh- Mike Jarrett uh, first approached me about doing it. Um, and, oh, and I should tell you how that came together. Kind of a cool story, too. Again, it's who you know, right? So one of my dearest friends is uh, David Eddings, who used to be with Gearbox, and he was the first voice of Claptrap. In the first Borderlands ah. game, right? David and I spent a lot of time together, hanging out, partying. I've been to his house in Dallas. We do conventions together, yada, yada, yada. But um, uh, Mike and David Eddings are friends. And Mike was looking for suggestions as to who could be the uh, Postal Dude voice because Rick Hunter was not available. or They couldn't find him or something. And, and Eddings uh, apparently said, check with John St. John, you know, the Duke Nukem voice. And, and I think Mike's reaction was... You think he would be willing? Clearly, he doesn't know me. I'm an attention whore, and I'll record almost anything for money. So um, so uh, David Eddings gives him my, my contact info, and, and Mike contacts me, and he goes, hey, we want you to be the voice of Postal Dude. Would you consider it? You, do you know the game's history? And I said, yeah, it's not going to scare me off. What do you got? So he sends me some files of Rick Hunter's uh, voiceovers, and I, he said, do something like this. And, and Rick Hunter, to me, sounds like an FM radio pukey disc jockey kind of voice. That was the impression I got hearing him. Because I used to talk like that on the radio when I was, you know, young. Um, so I listened to it, and I did an audition in that style. And they went, no, we're not really into that. And I said, well, maybe I'm not the guy. What is the voice supposed to be? They said, somebody really snarky. And I went, and I'm on the phone with Mike at this point. I'm like, seriously, dude, listen to me. You don't think I sound snarky just like this? Are you fucking kidding me? And he goes, yeah, audition in your voice. Okay, genius. So I did. (laughs) And he goes, the committee has listened to it. They love your snarky voice. I went, just tell them it's my normal voice, okay? It's not my snarky voice. This is what I sound like. And he goes, whatever, dude. You're postal, dude. (laughs) Just that fast, I got that role. And it's been outrageous because his lines, he's got some crazy lines. And and just the, the, the whole... Well, I, I don't know. Have you played Postal? I have a little bit, yeah. I know what you're talking about, so, yeah. So you know how outrageous it can be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is the the voice of Postal, dude. This is just... And it's the first game I ever got to record using my normal voice. So I'm, I'm very honored, lucky, and uh, 
uh, just thrilled to be the voice of Postal Dude now so I can just talk like this, you know. I was wow, going to say, is it weird? Petition? Is it weird doing uh, your own voice? Like, is it hard no, not to put it on a little bit? It's easy. Yeah, not having to put on a voice to do it because I naturally sound like a snarky, sarcastic asshole. Uh, <laughs> quite an advantage. There's your typecasting right there. Oh, shit. That's brilliant. <laughs> I love it. We need a Dan Allen puppet, apparently. A Dan Allen puppet. Ooh, that would be good. Give him yeah. a little beard. A yeah. du- that could be Just a duppet. Just look like Ricky Gervais, and that, that would suffice, <laughs> I'm guessing, right? Sorry, Dan. <laughs> I had to go there. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, well that could be called a duppet as well. Yeah, the Dan, Dan Uppet. Zug, do you have more fun doing random Duke lines or exploring the character like you did in Bulletstorm? Huh. You know, any any Duke stuff I get to do is equally as fun. But mm. but I have to say, like, prank calling a, a, a fan's friend and, <laughs> and giving him a bad time. Oh, I just snorted. That was very funny to me. See, there's the proof. If I snort when I'm I laughing, thought that was a shot. <laughs> no, I'm not gassy, though I did have my own homemade chili for lunch today. Um, <laughs> that'll hurt tomorrow, I think. I put corn in my chili, too, so when I'm eating it, I can go, see you tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but no, um, um, doing the Duke voice and pranking people or, or doing stupid lines, like when people want me to do Big the Cat lines in Duke's voice, to me, that's the funniest. I, I get the humor in that, and, and I love doing it. I, as, in, in fact, uh, viewers right now, if, if you have lines you just want me to do, throw them out there, man. Yeah, come on. Write let's some get some ridiculous Come crap, on, guys. I'll do it right now. Let's get some absolutely ridiculous stuff in the chat, and we'll get um, John to say them live I'm on I'm down air. with it. Yeah. A couple of crazy lines. Um, I've got one for you for, my, for my own personal gain. Mm-hmm. I'm watching Dan Allen Gaming and Chewing Gum, and I'm all out of gum. I'm watching Dan Allen Gaming, and I'm all out of gum. Good thing, because I'm not out of Dan Allen Gaming. What? <laughs> I don't know where that was coming from. Sorry. Uh, sometimes when I ad-lib, it doesn't always come out great. That Dan Allen, he kicks ass and chews bubble gum. When he's got gum, when he doesn't, he just chews ass. <laughs> you can use that one somewhere, probably. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh man! Don't make him laugh, folks. Don't make him laugh. He's he's got a touch of the 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 Rona. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys! Kidding, kidding. He doesn't. But have your masks on anyway if you want to be safe. Um, can we get some dude quote? Power armor is for dot oh, dot power dot. armor is for pussies. Oh yeah, I love that in in Duke Nukem Forever too. Making fun of that game and the Halo stuff, you know. Oh yeah, uh, power armor is for pussies. That's fantastic. Um, you eat babies. Everybody knows that. Now that that's off Red Dead Redemption. I don't know if you've heard of that game. I, I know the game, but what was the line? You eat babies. You eat babies. Everybody knows that. You eat babies. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Next. <laughs> that was a good one. That, that was good. You probably have no idea what how that came about. It's um. You you have you heard of Red Dead? It's a it's a Western game by the guys that did GTA. I'm familiar with the game, but I don't know much about it. I've yeah, not yeah, played yeah. it. So so where is that from? Do tell. It's uh, to do with um, Sasquatch in the game. 
Sasquatch. Uh, cool. Uh, it's very. I'm not going to go into it here, but anyway. Uh, how about lichens and gentlemen? Lichens and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? What? That's off Resident Evil. That's that's a little bit of a Resident Evil one. An Albert Wesker line? Is that an Albert no, Wesker? Line? No, no. Oh, yeah, no. we need an Albert Wesker line. Oh, I just heard. Oh, you know how to do that voice. Keep going. I, I actually, uh, DC Douglas had me do that voice in a panel with him where we were dueling Weskers. That was kind of fun. Can I hear that again? <laughs> You're actually pretty good at that. I, I really need to hear a reference first, but, oh. but as I recall, Albert Wesker was sort of like this, you know. But I've I've got to hear the voice again to, to really get the nuance of what DC does with it. I oh. think that's DC, we've found your replacement. Sorry, DC. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't take the job. If they wanted to recast him, I would say no thanks. Oh, you're a good friend. I am a good friend. I'd say fuck. I'd, I'd say fuck him. Re- yeah, yeah. No, no, you would. No, no. <laughs> no, no. I would say fuck him as a joke. But no, <laughs> no. If they were passing on his his gig, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be a part of that. Would that be the they same for like right. um, claptrap or your, you know, or anyone uh, Joker? If it was like you would, you would pass or what? Without their blessing. Oh, you mean if Richard Epcar were leaving the role for some any, reason? Any, now? any of your friends? Any of your friends? I, I would. Uh, I would most likely not want to uh, mm. take the role that any of my friends left. Like uh, Wes Johnson was the voice of Shea Gorath, and they recast that. And I certainly would not have taken that role on because there was no reason for it to be recast. So I wouldn't want to be a part of that fuckery. Quite frankly, <laughs> is there is there a role that you want? Like you're hunting down all, all of them. Thank you, <laughs> all of them. There's not a particular character out there that I want to play. I want to play all of them. So you know, I audition for everything. Um, it, it, as a professional, you're not supposed to audition for things that you're really not suited for. But sometimes I force my voice over the line and try to go for roles that I probably shouldn't. But only because there's, you know, they send 15 sides for 15 characters, and there's only two that I'm really matched for, but I'll read for four of them anyway, just on the, the off chance I might book one of them, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, sure. Dan, why are you ignoring me in the Duke voice? Dan, why are you ignoring me? Let's make this a ringtone. Hey, numbnuts, answer your phone. It's ringing. Yo, it's been ringing. Pick up your damn phone already. Jeez. There, everybody can use that one. Amazing. Loop it. Uh, can you insult me as the king? Chaotic Gamer is his name. Can you insult Chaotic him? Chaotic Gamer? Yeah, can you insult him as Duke? Chaotic Gamer, your face, your ass, what's the difference? Jesus. Oh, my God. You're going to kill me by the end of this interview. I'm actually going to have some phlegm there for you. I'm actually going to die during this interview. Um, Oh, please don't. No, no. What would you do if I dropped dead? Like, what would you actually do? I would would continue to host until the show was over. I I pick up the slide. The ambulance is coming in. The ambulance (laughs) is coming in. It's still live. Like, oh, man. At least it'd go viral. Uh, complete global saturation. 
Complete global saturation. Damn it. Seven minutes. Seven minutes is all I can spare to play with you. Seven minutes. Seven minutes is all I can spare to play with you. I don't have time to play with myself. Oh, looks like I do have time to play with myself. Duke lines. I can't wait to put this video together. I'll tell you what. Uh, shake it, baby. Shake it, baby. I got to hit the space bar to do it right. Shake it, baby. Shake it, baby. Shake, shake, shake it, baby. Here's a good one. This is a Call of Duty line. We've got a job to do. We've got a job to do. It's a blow job, but we've got to do it. <laughs> I, I had to just stylize it a little bit just to amuse oh, myself. Please, please. Uh, yell out, Chris. This is a famous one in Resident Evil. Uh, Chris. Just yelling out, Chris. Chris! You fucker. It just You wanker. <laughs> that Chris, he's a wanker. Chris, your name is gender confusing. I'm recording this for my OnlyFans. I'm recording this for my OnlyFans. Oh, more of you TikTok fuckers who are going to rip off this audio and lip sync to it and get following based on my voice? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Have, you know, I think right now I might be the most used voice on TikTok. Have you looked at I've it lately? I've seen that. What's going on there? People like the voice, apparently, and mostly women. So I'm seeing women who are all hot looking and stuff going, your face, your ass, what's the difference? I guess just because it's funny coming out of their mouths. You've got to do, have you got a TikTok? You've got to do one because it'll go viral. Uh, well, no, no. See, I, I don't want the pressure of managing it. So I do and I don't. So I have a TikTok account, but only so I can monitor my girlfriend's account to see if it's growing so here's what i do all of the duppet quotes that i made and all of the fuck the pain quotes that i made of duke nukem i make them and then i give them to my manager fiance who puts them on her account which is called duke nukem's girlfriend and in six weeks we went from a dozen followers to forty-two thousand. so all of my stuff goes right to her account so she can manage it. I can get my stuff out there, but I don't have to deal with the minutiae of posting it and, and putting, you know, little quotes on little pictures and all that shit. She loves doing that. So she's done it and she now has 40, she has more followers than I do on social media <laughs> because I give her all of those little uh, dub it. 42,000. Wow. That's blown up. Uh -huh. I love yeah. That. In six weeks. That was fast. Shit. That's amazing. I love that. Uh, that, that tells you something about the power of Duke Nukem and, and, and the love for the character, uh, right? He's per he's perfect for something like TikTok where people can stuff around. That's that's brilliant. Yeah, and everybody said, dude, if you had a TikTok account, you'd have so many followers. Like, I don't need that. But I'll give them to my girlfriend, let her have all the followers. And she manages them well. So good you for really her. And so Miss V, by the way, on TikTok, Miss V. Uh, or Duke Nukem's girlfriend, that's where you can see all of the Duppet stuff and all the fuck the pain. You really would do well, but that's all right. We'll give it yeah, to your girlfriend. Yeah, but I, I do well anyway. I, I don't need all that. I'm fine. Yeah. You're not looking for the fame, just the fortune, yeah? Yeah, really. Uh, well, with fame comes fortune, and I like the fame. I am an attention whore. <laughs> um, but I'm doing okay. You know, I have a big enough following that all I need to do is get the word out of uh, convention appearances because I want to meet the fans. And... Uh, my Duke Nukem's girlfriend's account 
can can easily say to 42,000 followers, hey, John's going to be at Dragon Con in Atlanta September 2nd. Hope you come out. And that's just as good as if I posted it, don't you think? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and so I don't have to do the work. <laughs> that's, <laughs> what so it, that's what it comes down to, really, isn't it? <laughs> I'm pretty lazy. Hey, I'm... I'm 60, man. I'm getting closer to retirement every day now. <laughs> I, You don't strike me as someone that would retire, though. I reckon you'll be doing this to you in 100. No, I will, too. Mm. I, I will never actually retire, mm. but I will stop seeking out jobs and just let them find me on occasion. And hopefully my, uh, my cruise convention will support me in years to come as we continue to grow it. I'm hoping it will turn out to be like a Joko, you know, Jonathan Colton's cruise. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but he started years ago. And, uh, you know, the same way I started out with, you know, maybe, you know, 80 people, 100 people coming along. And now he sells out an entire cruise ship every year. And I know for a fact that makes him a lot of money. And I'd love to be able to do that someday. Just host a big enough fan convention that I can bring great guests aboard and make them interact with the fans and, uh, you know, provide my retirement at the same time. I think it could easily happen because it's blending a holiday, holiday with a con, with a good scenery, and you're getting exactly. the person personability, you know, personal sort of time <laughs> as well. It's a fantastic idea. I think it's a winning idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep working hard at it. We're we're growing it every year. Right? Definitely, definitely a winning idea. Couple more here um, for the Duke. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> it's a me, Mario. Why are you making me do that? Charles Martinet is going to kick my ass. Actually, he's a really nice guy. I've got him on in a couple of days, by the way. Is there anything? Yeah. Is there anything you want me to he's tell wonderful. him? Uh, tell him Duke Nukem said hi. He might not remember John St. John, but he might remember Duke Nukem. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> uh, um, Dan, how much have you had to drink and why aren't you sharing? What are you drinking, Dan? Are you drinking? I've yeah, been drinking. I'd the like whole to time. say this is straight vodka, but it's water. I would like to say this is tequila, but it's uh, bubbly water. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to get rid of it some some of it pretty soon. <laughs> I'm doing the pee pee dance now. Um, all right, last one. Um, that boulder punching asshole. That what punching? Boulder punching asshole. Uh, that boulder punching asshole. Boulder punching asshole. <laughs> it's from it's from DC Douglas. He'll know. Ask him. DC. It's oh, from- it's a DC line. All right, go figure. All right, two more, two more. Could right. I ask you to say you're about to die of ligma? Lig my balls of steel. <laughs> <laughs> you're about to die of ligma. Lig my balls of steel. Come on, give me another one like that. Come on. Oh, that's I fantastic, Crank. Thank you. That is the best one I've heard. Squidgy, have you heard? Doom guy died of ligma. So, <laughs> someone said the, the someone literally said the exact same one straight after. How funny. Wow. Doom guy died of ligma. Ligma balls. <laughs> <laughs> I've been better lines on Rick and Morty, though. Uh, <laughs> I need to get some of Rick lines together and do them as Duke. That would be oh, great. Oh, that would be fantastic. I don't think we're going to beat that one, though. So um, That was pretty good. It's been a pleasure to have you on, mate. I really appreciate you taking it out. We've gone over, 
but so thank you for um, sticking with me. I hope you've had fun. Dan Allen, thank you for the invitation. You're a hell of a host, mister. I appreciate it, man. Is there anything you want to promote? Like, you've got the cruise. Everyone needs to get a ticket to this cruise, which is March 28th. Yeah, go to, uh, I always point the wrong way, go right there to kingconcruise.com, right there. Go to it. Check it out. And I wasn't kidding. The cheap interior cabins, and I say cheap, they just don't have a view of the ocean, okay? The interior cabins start at $232 for the entire cruise, and it includes all of your food. So you'd be silly not to look into it, especially if you live in the southeastern United States. Amazing. And you've got DC Douglas, who plays Wesker. Wes Johnson. Wes Johnson. Um, uh, got Richard Epcar and his wife, Ellen Stern Epcar, the actor. Uh, Mike Rawson, who's also in the Fallout games. And, and, and special musical guest, Lee Jackson, who did all of the Duke Nukem 3D music and has done music for many video games over the years. He's a guest, too, and he'll be uh, playing some of his music and distributing some of it uh, on the cruise. And I'm so guess- you can uh, meet a music master. I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of drinking. And a lot of partying. There's going to be what? so much drinking. You have no idea the amount of drinking we do on a cruise ship. And everybody hates me during the cruise because I get the drunkest and I never have a hangover because I only drink tequila and I don't mix it with anything else. Huh? Okay. And you there don't you get a hangover from tequila if you just drink tequila. Y'all don't believe me? Try it sometime. But go easy. Don't try to match my 10 to 14 shots in an hour. You're not likely to handle it well. <laughs> Beautiful. And we can uh, follow you on socials, uh, John St. John, Twitter, Instagram, and then your girlfriend's TikTok, I guess. We'll be promoting that yeah, one. Yeah, that's, that's the best one. Yeah, if you want to see all the that, that crazy stuff we do on TikTok, it's uh, Duke Nukem's girlfriend or Miss V, V as in vagina. No, I'm sorry, V as in Vernita because that's her name. But coincidence, vagina, vernita, well, for me, of course, they go hand in hand or hand in vagina. Or, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be talking like this. She might be watching right now. Oops. I, I hope she is. I hope she is. She probably is, and I'm going to be in the doghouse next time I see her. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, man. I, I really appreciate you taking the time. I look forward to uh, doing this again someday. Thank you, Dan. Have, have me back anytime. I'll gladly show up. Beautiful. I'll let you go, but take care, mate. Everyone, follow this man on TikTok everywhere and go to that cruise. Go on my cruise. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Take care, Dan. I'm on a side off now. <laughs>